Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to Believe in the Cowboys. It is playoff time. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. And I am hanging out with my friend and former Cowboys wide receiver and the birthday boy, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Hi, Jesse, and also happy birthday. Ah, good morning, Jeffrey. Good morning. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 25 never felt so good. That's not how old Jesse is. I'm really looking forward to the rager that you're going to throw. And we're going to just really turn up. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be so good. Um, let's talk about the Cowboys winning a football game and getting ready to host the Packers. With the NFL playoffs right here around the corner, NBA season in full swing. Our friends at Bet Online got you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Get right game yesterday. And uh, there was a little bit of nervous time early on, just a little bit, but ultimately uh, I believe they had a, a get right game that is going to make them feel good as they're getting ready to host a freaking playoff game. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. And I, and I needed, I needed to see the Cowboys go on the road, face a little bit of adversity and still be able to blow a bad football team. Uh, a bad football team out, and they did exactly that yesterday. And it was even kind. Of, it got to leave a little more weird because minutes up to the game, right? You get the you get the ninety minute inactive active list, and before the game, it was uh, Zach Martin's. He's going. He's playing. And then right before, I even got an email. I even got a cowboy related email that said Zach Martin is playing. And then I got an update that said, oh. My bad. Zach Martin is not playing. So you didn't have Zach Martin and you didn't have Tyler Smith. So that was already kind of a, all right, here goes one of those weird little things that are happening right there. And then you have the tip pass for an interception. And things kind of got a little bit shaky early on. But the Cowboys knew that they were the superior team. They forged through. They pushed through the adversity. And they went on to blow a football team out that's blowing their organization up. The commanders just hired a basketball GM to Come be the GM for the football team, and the head coach is out. Maybe Draymond Green's coming. Maybe Dray, maybe maybe Draymond no, Green's no. probably coming to. I mean, he has a football background. No. Draymond Green has a football background. Maybe Draymond Green is coming to play tight end as his second act. I mean, listen, he can be physical. No. Nope. He can hit folks. No. Nope. He can, you know, maybe maybe have a little bit of a stomping match in the football field. You nope. know, maybe maybe. They're trying to bring some of the, the Warriors to Washington, the Washington Warriors. Nope, Jesse, you're forgetting something very important about Draymond. He likes to hit people that don't hit. Oh. He wouldn't like football. Gotcha. Uh, so I guarantee you that guy's background is analytics, and that's what that's going to be is he's going to be like, all right, what are the measurables we're looking for in players, and here's how I built the Warriors, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll see how that works. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. But so, in this football game, first, I'll say this. Uh, if if you care 
when it comes to an MVP award about what people's numbers are, Dak's the NFL MVP. Now he's not going to win it because Lamar's team beat more good teams and has a better record. They lost their last one. Did they end with the same record? It doesn't matter because Lamar didn't play. Yeah. Um, Baltimore tried to get Buffalo kicked out of the playoffs, but Trevor Lawrence <laughs> let him down. And it, yeah, and it wouldn't have mattered because they won. It doesn't matter. Uh, but that game, I think there's just so many things that you want to see as you're going into the playoffs, even against a bad team, even against a team that's a bad team that's not playing some of their guys. I think as a cowboy in that locker room, you want to go in and feel like, hey, look, we could run the ball. Hey, look. We kept taking the ball away. Hey, look, we kept making plays on third and fourth down, and Brandon Cooks is able to be a big part of this, and Jake Ferguson is making plays, and guys not named Micah Parsons are getting sacks. And so I don't know how that plays when you factor in that they do know who they were playing, but you had a game where you couldn't have a letdown. You couldn't go on the road and screw it up, although it turned out you could have. Um and all of the facets of the game that you had some question marks for one week and the only week that matters, I've got to imagine everybody feels like, yeah, we're good. We're ready to rock. And not only that, you couple that with the fact that we got a home playoff game. So we're able to kind of, you know, exercise some of the road demons, um, have a good performance on the road, despite who you may have played, but also understanding that, you know what? We actually play our best football at home and we get a chance to go do that um, against the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. And so I, I think all of that makes good for uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. But let me ask you this question. We came into the year, I, I'll say I came into the year, and I thought after seeing CeeDee Lamb and the way that he looked, like, like, like how he physically looked, and I said that he was going to have that year where he entered the conversation of the elites. I thought... Coming into the year, he was kind of the category right underneath it, right? It was Devontae, it was Tyreek, it was Jamar and others. And I thought CD was in that second tier of, of big-time receivers. Um, after the season is over, right, after the season is over, after last night's game, another 13-catch performance, 96 yards, uh, puts him over 1,700 yards in this season. Um, I put out a tweet, and I said that CD was – I think this close from being the best wide receiver in all of football. Where where do you stand right now with CeeDee Lamb um, and him being potentially, possibly, maybe the flat-out best receiver in all of football? Um, I love CD and he's a stud. And when we, if you want to go through tier one, I think you can fight it out. And obviously everybody's circumstances are different, whether a quarterback gets hurt or whether you get hurt. Like I haven't forgotten that Justin Jefferson exists. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think if you told me, Hey, you're going to go play a football game. You can pick one wide receiver in the NFL. Who do you want today? My answer is Tyreek Hill, but yeah, I think if you want to put CD, if he's your number one, I mean, that's fine. You can prove it. I've got numbers to prove it if yeah. that's what we're going to do with it. Uh, I mean, no doubt top five. Yeah. And we can, if you want to nitpick and fight about CD versus Jamar Chase versus Justin Jefferson versus Tyreek Hill, maybe A.J. Brown, you want to throw those guys' name in a hat? Whatever. I'm not going to have too strong of opinion on your order. My number one is Tyreek Hill. And then you can tell me who you want. And CD Lamb is definitely in that mix and probably at the top of that mix. But I mean, if you're going numbers based, 
he led the league in catches. He led the best part is I love this. And I was like, I need the ball. I need the ball. I'm not getting the ball enough. He led the league in targets, <laughs> led the league in catches that close to leading the league in yards that close to leading the league in touchdowns. And one of my favorite things is that's cool. You caught a bunch of passes. you got a bunch of yards. you got a bunch of scores. But when teams know you're going to get the ball, how often are you successful? Out of all the guys with a bunch of targets, the guy who led the league in targets also has the highest percentage of those targets being catches. So teams know it's going to CD. And it's still the most efficient quarterback to number one combo in football. So I'll sing his praises from everywhere and still say, look, Tyreek Hill is a problem. <laughs> so I love TD. I love that he's turned into with the NFL peanut butter of off seasons. He's his after the catch stuff is now translating in the NFL, which it didn't really early in his career. He breaks tackles. They'll hand him the ball. Some they find ways to use him. So look, I love CD. And I think you got a shout out to Dak and to Mike McCarthy because everybody is involved when you got a number one and look, Brandon cooks is fine. I like him. Nice piece to the puzzle, but everybody in the world knows who you want to get the ball to. And it drove me nuts when you would turn around every week. Cause that was true about Justin Jefferson. That was true about Cooper cup. It was true about a bunch of guys. And those guys always got the ball. Yeah. And with CD, it was like, why can't you do the same thing? And Mike McCarthy said, I can, and they do. And it's glorious. So I don't know if I had to put him somewhere two or three or four. I don't know. He's really good and it's fun. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And that's why I said, I said, I said here, because I'm with you. I, I think Tyreek Hill is still a problem, right? Like you can't negate this is a dude who it's at times he's almost unguardable. And I even watched the game last night and he had some plays that he sh that could have been made, passive or thrown bad long. You know, like he's the kind of guy that get the ball in his hands and he can take everything to the house, right? Like, no doubt about it. And I kind of put CD, I was like, you know, I was like. CD and that Jamar Chase, they're kind of like this to me, right? It's like, hey, one week it could be CD, next week it could be Jamar Chase. They're, they're like, they're like, they're like this to me. So uh, he's definitely to me in that top three category. Um, but still, Tyree Hill, he he for my dollar, he's definitely still the best uh in the league. But CD is, you know, CD has moved himself into that no doubt elite category after this season, and I hope that it continues um going forward. And he can do everything. He can line up anywhere and yeah. he can run any route. And that is a glorious thing to have in yeah. wide receiver one. Um, next thing that I want to go to is just quickly, Greg Olson mentioned it on the broadcast, but I love that the Cowboys did it because what I like to see from my coaching staff is, are you smart? When something isn't going the way you would like it to, what do you do about it? And the Cowboys, look, in the offseason, they were always lying. This team was never going to be, we're going to pound the rock and play the great defense. That was words that McCarthy might've said to make Jerry feel like they might. I don't care. Uh, but this team realized that, man, when we're running the ball all the time on first down, we're literally wasting plays and making life harder on our quarterback and our offense. So we're just going to stop. We're not going to do it. And last night was a great example of yeah what we're gonna do on first down is we're gonna get seven or eight yards or a new first down right. and we're gonna throw the ball right and then we're gonna throw the ball so much and despite the fact that you're gonna know we're gonna do it and that's what you're gonna defend we're gonna keep doing it and once it's established that damn it 
they are really, really, really throwing the ball and you get the right looks, now you run the ball. And that's how you open up your run game. We're not going to dominantly run block your plus one in the box. We're going to wait until you give us room and then we're going to do a good enough job. And that's how we're going to run the ball. And I appreciate that. I appreciate coaches who look at stuff and go, oh, that's not real good. Let's do it different. Salute to Mike McCarthy. But see, and, all right, and you know, Mike's my guy. Like, I, I've been on this time, literally this time, January 8th, four years ago, five years ago, is when he was introduced to the Cowboys. I remember it because it was my birthday. I remember when the Freaky. plane landed at, at Mike. the start, right? Named him Freaky Mike. My, my issue with Freaky Mike is this, is that he'll have a moment of clarity and he'll go, hey, let's not do it that way. Let's do it the way that actually will give us success. And, I'll forget. and then he'll flip. <laughs> and then you'll then like so that's the part of you know, because he'll he may come into this Green Bay game and go, you know what? We're gonna run the ball every first down, and we're gonna we're gonna run into a brick wall every single down on first down, and we're gonna put my quarterback in second and nine or second and ten. So we basically, like you said, we wasted it down, and now hey Dad, go out there and figure it out. Now make up the difference. We can, you know, down in and down out, series in and series out, and, and get us out of this hole that I called, uh, that I put us in by calling a run on first down. Because we can go back and look at the season and say, boy, here's a game where Mike McCarthy understood the assignment. He came out, passed the ball on first down, they got ahead of the sticks, things were glorious, things opened up. And then we can we can revert back to not this past game, but the game before that. And we're saying, stop running the ball on first down. What are you doing? Stop. And and again, and and, and that gives, you know, Detroit, uh, they'll have 10 tackles for losses or 10 tackles at the line of scrimmage. You're saying, bro, you are wasting a down. So that, that's my biggest problem with Mike McCarthy is he'll have that moment of clarity and then he'll have that brain fart. And it's like, I need you not to have both of these. Like, I need you to stay more on the, the, the side of let's do what's right because in the playoff, there is no tomorrow. You can't fix it next week. And like you said, we're not going to believe that you're going back to the garage and going to watch film all offseason and get it right. Um, because the windows, like you said, like, like I talked about before, the windows are closing. And if you don't get it this year, guess what? There's a bunch of teams that are taking steps next year that you're going to have to deal with and face. And, and your window is going to change. You're, you're going to lose 33% of your roster this year and the overhaul in that and maybe coaches and maybe a defensive coordinator. I don't know. But I'm saying is you got to stay right. You got to get right for these playoffs and stay right for these playoffs. Don't have those brain farts. And it was. It was a really, really good get right game because by the end of it, heck, by halftime, you knew that this thing was over and that they'd had it figured out. But it wasn't without adversity. Like You had the – you were losing, right? It was yeah. 7-0. Yeah, they got the field goal block that got returned way back there, 7-7. They then had the pick, the tip pick, 10-7, bad guys. So like you had adversity. You wanted to be able to run the ball. You were missing a couple of offensive linemen. Your mm -hmm. Dak to CD connection was as good as ever. Your running game got a little bit going. Your pass rush got going. Deron Bland gets to pick off a pass. Donovan Wilson gets to pick off a pass, thanks to Tank Lawrence. I think everybody except the kicker, it's gonna, it's gonna come out of there feeling great because he didn't just have one blocked to ruin. I was the idiot last week because on the radio I was just like, "Look, I mean, we're not gonna spend a lot of time talking about kickers. He's having the best kicking season ever. Yeah, he's not just perfect. 
the other guys to ever go perfect didn't kick nearly as many from beyond 50 as he has. The best season ever. And then you get that taken from you by the whoever, was, I forget which offensive lineman tried to do all this and didn't really get a hand on the right guy or he just ran through his arm. And it's like, no, you can't take my perfect season because you didn't block good. I didn't miss. You missed. But then he was like, but let me go ahead and miss one and just the most direct doink yeah. I've ever seen. Just dead center, good deep doink sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now we can go in and he's missed field goal. There's no pressure. He does. He's not perfect anymore. Now we can just go kick field goals in the playoffs. It's all yeah, good. When it, when it happened, when he missed, I said, oh, the Russians cut. I felt like Rocky. I was like, oh, my God. He, he's, he goes from having – and it was funny where I was doing my post-game, my pre-post-game show at, at Walk-Ons in Arlington. Um, <laughs> I mean, people were flipping out. So I'm like, all right, so he missed one. Okay, got it. I said, does that negate the other 30-something that he made before? I'm like, because – I'm like, y'all ready to throw him out the – y'all ready to throw him out with the bathwater? I was like – I mean, he, he he was perfect up to this point, and he only missed one. <laughs> Like the other one's not his fault. He got he got blocked. They're like, oh no, man, it's the same thing. And of course, they, Brent Maher, same way last year, man. He missed it in Washington, and he went on. I was like, I don't know what's going to come in the future. I was like, but let's, let's let's cut my man some bail a little bit here, man. I'm like, this dude's been perfect all year long, and and he got back right. And Mike McCarthy, see, this is this was the good part. Of Mike McCarthy he got the ball back. They drove down. They gave him a fifty yard and say, all right, let's let we want you to see the thing go through the poles so that you can have your mental mind right. And, and you can feel because, you know, kickers, are they're all mental. It's a lot of it just mental. It's its mental and it's doing my perfect my perfect rep every single time. Snap, hold, kick. And uh, he, it, it went through clean from 50 yards. And so I think I think Brandon Aubrey uh, is fine. I think he'll be fine. So life is good. And we get ready to host us some Green Bay Packers, which, Jesse, um, we will talk about later this week. We'll get sure. ready for those guys. So thank you all for tuning in to believe in the Dallas Cowboys, which of course you can get anywhere uh, that you listen to podcasts or if you prefer to see our beautiful faces. Honestly, we're a good looking podcast. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do audio because they're not very handsome, but we're very handsome and happy birthday to Jesse Holly. Leave in the comments, your birthday wishes for Jesse, youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. That'll get you to the believe in Cowboys video. Make sure that you're hitting the like button and the subscribe button and the notification button and all the buttons. And remember that you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be cool to everyone, even Eagle fans, I think. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.